welcome back. This is the Final Whistle Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm hosting today, and I got me, Andrew, and Jovan with me. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Hello, guys. Yeah, not, not as enthusiastic as I thought it would be. We're missing Javier, too, man. I really wish he was on this one today. Yeah. <clears throat> Must be nice picking up, oh. picking it up a win. Oh, come on. We're going to need some enthusiasm here, fellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we got a good one today, boys. Uh, we got uh, La Liga. We got Bundesliga Serie Oh, we're definitely going to touch up on the Premier League later. We're going to go into Chelsea later. We'll save that for later. Bro. But first, I, I do want to start off with La Liga. Uh, Girona and Real Madrid, they tied. Uh, Real Madrid tied last minute, too. Uh, La Liga, do you think it's wrapped up with Real Madrid, or do you think Girona actually has a chance, or maybe Barcelona could like sneak in this? Uh Vinicius Jr. got just got injured. I mean, I feel like it's it's Real Madrid's to lose at the end of the day. If they end up dropping the points, as long as Girona can stay on their backs and they then they'll deserve to get the title. But that's really all up to Real Madrid at this point, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say um, Girona are just two points behind Real Madrid on um, fifty six and Real Madrid on fifty eight. At this point. I do agree that it's Real Madrid to lose because Real Madrid has been there, done it before. This is the Girona's first season, and it's kind of a fairy tale season. So it's depending on how, um, when it gets to the latter part of February, March, <clears throat> going into May, um, we'll see how much points are dropped. Um, it is to note that Barcelona are only six, six and eight points behind respectively. Um, but no one sees them going on going in on a run. Uh, so. I kind of say it's Madrid to lose. But I'm not going to read Girona out because two points, you can make up two points across the amount of games that are left. Yeah, and we also got Champions League coming up too. That would throw in like a set of games into the mix unless Real Madrid bow out early. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing with Barcelona, like a couple games behind. Uh, yeah, Clasicos are kind of out of the way, so like they can't really take points off of Madrid personally. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't write them off just yet either. Yeah. Uh, I. With Girona, it's not like the Leicester thing where Leicester had like three or four games of a, like a cushion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they did reinforce a little bit in the window, but I, I, I it's going to be tough to really see them winning this, especially over Real Madrid. Uh, I, after this, uh, let's switch on over to Bundesliga. Leverkusen, bro, they are on fire. 29 games undefeated, bro. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Do you guys even see this coming with when Xavi Alonso took the job? It's the power of Spursiness because Harry Kane went to Bayern. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to I'm oh, not even going to go down that route. I'm not even going to go down that route. I saw them challenging. My honest opinion, I saw them challenging because remember when he took over last year, he took them from last place. Are, no, it took them from down to the bottom of the table. Don't have the jack stuff for me. Yeah. They were struggling, and he caught them playing some brilliant football um, at the end of last season. And they finished well at the end of last season in in a Europa League position, mm-hmm. right? So this year, I expected them to be at least challenging. I did not expect them cleaning up the cleaning cleaning house, beating everybody, um, not losing a game this this season. So kudos to um, Alonso. Yeah, I, I, I've only started recently, like, catching a couple games here and there with them. Yeah, and same. the way they play, it's like they keep an intensity, like it's a high-pressure thing. And then not only that, they possess the ball, they work it around. It's not like it's an all-full-out blitz. Yeah, and they, they, and they, they tend work, to play with wing-backs, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grimaldo's having a crazy season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. on fire. Not to mention Frank uh, Pong. And Boniface, before you got injured, Boniface. was on fire. Yeah, uh, my boy Florian Verts. I've been saying people need to buy that man. Verts is a baller, bro. Verts is a baller. He's he's Madrid level, City level, Liverpool level, Arsenal level baller. He's that guy. He's the marquee signing. He's How a, old is he? He's young too. I think he's like twenty two. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, Let he's me young. look it up real quick. And remember, he came back from a, a devastating... Let's not destroy another, <laughs> another career. Calm down. Let's, let's not destroy another career. Um, Florian Wirtz. Uh, and he came back from a horrible ACL injury as well. 
Um, he is da 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 da. Where's his age? Where's his age? Florian Wirtz. He is twenty years of age. Twenty. He fits our bill. Listen to me, yeah, Todd Bowley. Oh man, this this one don't have a career, but. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, um, that 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 whole level he's even doing. Jonathan Ta. You got it, bro. You got it. He's a really good defender. So he's been doing well. And um, yeah, what what more there is there to say? Uh, you did mention it before. Twenty nine games undefeated. The next big one next weekend against Bayern Munich. Yeah, I saw the That's reverse fixture at Bayern. They did. They did not back down. Normally, when teams go to go no. to the Allianz Arena, they're in from the Bundesliga. They play with a fear factor. The yeah. only teams I've seen that play with a fear factor is RB Leipzig. I would say Dortmund, but as of recently, Dortmund. They they'll be doing good in the league and then they go to um then go to the islands arena and get clapped up. So I'm looking for an exciting game from Leverkusen and and they don't they're not fearing anything. And honestly, if they beat Bayern, I can see them going the rest of the league unbeaten this season. Another invincible. Dang. If they don't lose against Bayern, and Bayern need they... to win to gain traction on the, in the title race. You think, I think if they win, they go top. Would you say it's too cold the reasoning, or is it like an aging squad issue? If you remember, Bayern should have lost, lost the league last season. Correct. So were, this, uh, this has this has they been they a decline. Gifted, yeah. Because this has been a decline since last season and the whole Nagelsmann fiasco. They got rid of Nagelsmann. They brought in Tuchel. They got rid of the sporting directors Salah Hamasic and Co. Um. And some were pro- not necessarily protesting, but some were saying that Nagelsmann was um, unfairly let go due to he was. It wasn't by standards, um, but they were still top of the Bundesliga at the time when Dortmund, when Dortmund was on that run, and they were still made it to the semi-finals or the quarterfinals of the Champions League, and they sacked him. So it's not like he was spiraling. Um, he was still winning stuff. He was just out of the, the DFB Cup. So for them to take a drastic decision and replace the coach mid-season when the coach was winning um, was kind of harsh done. Um, and then ever since Tuku came over, it was... They, I think they just won the league on default after that because uh, Dortmund kind of crapped themselves. So Tuchel it's been a steady over. decline, in my opinion. But one, one thing I want to point out, though, is that like, besides Bayern, though, Besides by Leverkusen, they're essentially the only team that's the anomaly out there that's actually competing with them because that third place is 40 points. If it weren't for Bayern Leverkusen, they would still be winning a title that they don't deserve this season like they did last season. Yeah, because Leipzig has been shooting themselves in their foot, um, losing, games mm-hmm. they're, losing games they're not supposed to lose. Same with and Dortmund. Dortmund is just that tragedy <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I, it's good for the Bundesliga. There's also one thing I wanted to say um, regarding Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, um, I said previously, there's been a steady decline. Thomas Tuchel, at the start of this season, he wanted another number six because they because Paul, because they've been complaining that um, he doesn't see Kimmich as a good enough number six, and he bought a number six in um, from from RB Leipzig and he plays him at right back. So it's a whole thing going on over there. Uh, he didn't get the transfer he wanted. Um, they did get Hurricane. So Hurricane are covering up some, most of the cracks. But in the midfield, Thomas Tuchel doesn't see Goretzka or Joshua Kimmich as a good enough CDM. So that I don't know if that's a knock-on effect or, or what. But well, it, it's a clearly affecting some of the results. I did want to bring up the Tuchel thing again, because, uh, like, ever since he joined in, it it seems like there's been, like, this friction between him and, like, the higher-ups in the board. Uh, even senior players like Neuer, Kimmich, another one. Uh, and it's, like, uh, back on it, what Andrew said is because they got Kane, the Spurs effect. It, I know they're still, like, almost half And they got there too, so play. double effect. And yeah. I, so, like, there's yeah. a possibility where they might not win the league, and it's, like, it's... Uh, it'll look like it's Tuchel's fault. I mean, <laughs> the book stops at the manager. <laughs> um, yeah, right. 
Uh, I remember last last year when he just came in and Byron missing a ton of chances. Everyone was complaining that Tuchel turned him into Chelsea. So I I can't I can't have a rebuttal there. You know, with uh, with Leverkusen winning the league, you think it will actually do the league some good for once? Oh, hundred percent. And the oh, manner yeah. if they go and the manner they're going about it, attacking football, free flowing, undefeated. Hell yeah! And don't, the Leverkusen squad, they get picked apart. Yeah, man, Chelsea, Jonathan Ta, even though he's not that fast. The, the only thing that would be disappointing is that, like, likely if Xavi Alonso does win it with Bayer Leverkusen, like, Liverpool will probably try to coach him. And yeah. then, like, if that essentially causes Bayern to go on another run of, like, five in a row, then that kind of, I mean... It is what yeah, it is, though. Kind of, then, it's a false, then it's like a false dream, essentially. It is what it is, though. And if Bundesliga want this to change, you gotta get a, get rid of the fifty plus one rule. You gotta have room for outside investments for people to inject money in these clubs, which then for would give peop, um, clubs the money to go and purchase players and kind of get rid of the the monopoly of buying just buying everybody else the best players from everybody else. Um, I just mentioned um Conrad Leimer. He came from Leipzig. He just went over there and bought get, got Leipzig, and also from Leipzig, Bayern are like, huh. Let's get the coach too. <laughs> and not, not even that. Upe Meccano. What? What do you expect? It's a monopoly of monopoly over there. Well, while I agree that's needed so that the league can grow, do you think as a whole in terms of like the footballing world that there should be different leagues with different business models so that way like if things like Super Leagues and things like that come to be, there's still going to be leagues that at least are like community-based and things like that that people can at least gravitate and watch towards if like it becomes overly commercialized and things like that. In terms of just having diversity of business models across football and across the world. I'm definitely for the 50 plus one rule. Like, I do agree with Jovan. I do think they should allow some more outside investment to grow. Because money, unfortunately, does rule, right? But I do like the organic infrastructure of it. I think fans should have a say in what their club is, right? Yeah. Uh, But there is a monopoly with Bayern winning and. I think yeah. it does the league a little bit of harm because the league is actually kind of fun to watch. It's very attack minded, but yeah, I, I, the, I'm I'm with both of you on that. I, yeah. I do think it should be organic and it should stay. Yeah, but but it, it, they should allow for investments. Go ahead. Sort of hybrid model. Yeah, my issue is my my only issue is with this is they keep complaining about a super league model. Super league, the same thing. Um, Andrew just brought up even in Spain and Italy. If you want. To have what the Premier League has, simply make your product better. The way to make your product better is to have more teams competing. Teams like Dortmund, Leverkusen, Eintracht Frankfurt. These are historical clubs. And I'm not just talking in Germany. Across the entirety of Europe, Union Berlin, make the league make your product better, hence your league will be better, else you get more TV revenue. More TV revenues equals what? More money. More money equals what? More money put into the club. More money put into the club equals what? You can expand your search parameters in terms of finding um, better scouting, better players, better players to your club equals what? Better, co- Not necessarily better coaches, but a, more, a, high, a higher chance of the League being more competitive, more competitive league equals what? Better TV, better more viewers, better viewer viewers equals what? More um um capital for your league, more broadcasting deals, and then that's gonna go again. Primary one, exactly, and then that's gonna go again, and then that's that starts a cycle and a loop, which means your product is gradually getting better. Better, a better product you have, the more people are gonna spend it. More spend, more money people are gonna spend. More views you get, the more fans you get, and then it, it's gonna affect the whole uh, football football culture in Germany. Cause then fans are gonna wanna go. We get more fans for each club. I, I'm, I, I like to go to Dortmund and, and see that yellow wall. You know, it, it's Yo, it's a knock on effect. That would be an experience actually to actually experience being part of that yellow wall or like just in it, just like. It, the atmosphere must be intense. Exactly. So, honestly, I get it. I love the the, the concept of the 50 plus 1 rule, but they're too strict with it, in my opinion. You have to allow more investments, or else this will never change. The only, and, and the only, the only team 
is RB Leipzig that kind of doesn't really roll with the 50 plus one rule. And even then, they still haven't been able to win a league. Because Bayern are so dominant. There, there, there's even stories where it, um, Dortmund was, was in trouble back, I think in 2011, 2012. Please don't quote me on the date. And Bayern had to give Dortmund money to, to you know, kind of fix up type thing. So you tell me now. What? <laughs> And this is a common pattern, I feel like, across different leagues, too, because if you... If we move on and we talk about the Italian league too, like many clubs there are financially struggling to even compete and create and make their product better as well. And while I feel like competition, it might be increasing across the league now since Juventus is no longer has their like stronghold on the title. The quality within the Italian league, at least when I watch it from time to time, if I'm not watching Inter Milan, Juventus or ACL Milan play, then it's like pretty mid football. Yeah. Which I know that I'm watching. Yeah, but guess like, what? Yeah, You're watching now as opposed to, it, to years ago. And there's some tactical nuance in it, but that but there's no like entertainment value. Is yeah. what I've seen. Uh, and I've seen and I've seen myself watching it now versus in the past. So I know okay, Juventus is gonna win. You know the quality has increased because there is more competition. The season where AC Milan won it, I was elated. The season when Inter Milan now, won I it, I was when elated. Tamori, when Tamori went there and just won it, I was like. Yes, I was so proud. Last season when Napoli ran away with it, that was exciting. Yeah, they, were, they were fun to watch last season. Exactly, yeah. and Juventus and Inter are going head to head this season, and it's fun. And with AC Milan, and AC Milan in with a with a shout, it's competitive. But, but my point is, is that you named the three teams that I've said I'm excited to see. Oh, plus Napoli, I'll throw in there too. So the four teams that I'm actually excited to see play in that league. But if I don't see any of those four play, then it's not entertaining. Yeah, because you still got to up the quality of football. We just listed the top teams that has good quality of football because we see them in the Champions League and Europa League. And not to mention Roma. Roma's fun to watch. Fiorentina, I like watching Fiorentina. But mm-hmm. then that goes to say I'm an actual football. I watch all types of football, like the purity of football. But you get what I'm saying, though. You improve the quality of the teams, have more than one or one to three teams winning, winning it every year, and it'll be fun. And I know people will say, well, City wins it every year. Okay, yeah, but City never wins it um, clear as day. It's probably no, it's just one season. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been, been the last couple of years for them. Exactly. When City, when Pep Guardiola took over City, we won it the first year. He holds smoke. He said, we, we, the, the league said, hey, 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 <laughs> okay, welcome. We don't do that one thing around here. You're not going to win by a counter every year. You go get your ass whipped every now and then, you know. And then, yeah, for... The difference is, for the Premier League, you have to actually show up game in, game out. And there's going to be someone pushing you all the way. If you look at the no. points, Dali, when City wins the league um, over the past couple of years, that would you, you apply that to any team in any other league, you're winning the league. Right? Oh, yeah. Especially Same like thing with Liverpool. Klopp has done. Like, you're winning yeah, the league. They, they any other league, you're winning the league. Plus. He's got ninety plus ninety over ninety one points like three times, but only got the league once. Exactly. Uh, I don't think Sir Alex Ferguson throughout even like pre that. He's twenty seven years at United. I doubt he I doubt he's ever gotten um He's never gotten over ninety one points. Exactly. And that's like that's it's such a new thing now. Stuff. It's a new thing to do that. Exactly. So you tell me. Yes. Is we did segue a, a little bit into Syria. I didn't want to touch up on it. Uh, with uh, Inter and Juve, they played over the weekend, and Inter outsed them one zero. They're uh, fifty uh, fifty seven over fifty three points, so by a uh, four point lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think this is actually going to Inter? And do you guys like it how it's like every year there's someone competing, someone different competing for the yep. Syria? Yep, a hundred percent. That part is that part is very good. I'm saying the rest of the. Everything below that, everything that's below the Champions League spots is what is what they need to improve on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I absolutely love this. I I gotta admit, I didn't see this game today. Um, I didn't see this game. Um, but I know Latoro Martinez, my guy, <sighs> my guy. He's he's been carrying Inter. He's been leading event Inter this season. Um, yeah, so. And shout out to the Juventus coach. His name is slipping me. I remember last season he was under so much pressure because of his style of play. 
Juventus wasn't doing well and this season he turned it around. He's played different he's playing um more pragmatic football but it's working. It's working for Juventus, you know? Uh now with Juventus and like the whole story I remember like when Pogba went there and then now he's banned for like a good portion of the year if I'm not mistaken. I think he's due back next season. Um a lot of their squad are like yeah, like a lot of like the money is not really there. They're not really that same like juggernaut that they once were. Uh do you guys see more from them in the future? I know like right now they're holding their own at, uh, at the top of the league or second place. Yeah. I feel like their fall was like a little it like I didn't expect them to fall as much and like I remember when Cristiano Ronaldo was there they were winning the league, and then the year that they, they didn't win, they were blaming him for it. That's yeah, it. I think the year, yeah, because he left, he left before before they lost the league. I didn't, I, he didn't. I don't think he lost no, the league with season, them. They finished fourth. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, they. Well, everyone blames Cristiano Ronaldo when they don't win. <laughs> if he's, if he's blaming him. Exactly. So, um, I think it was just, I, I. I honestly thought it was just the end of an era. Remember they were winning what ten, eleven years straight. Yes, yeah, I think I think it was just that end of an era, and um, some of the old heads in the team had to get out. Um, you know, so with Juventus, it was just that time. And then, to be fair, Inter stepped up that year, and AC Milan stepped up. So I think it's a uh, things done two sides sort of thing. All right, let's segue over to Premier League. Uh, before we go over the recaps, uh, Manchester City, they still play tomorrow. I don't really want to talk about them. Uh, main reason why is we know that the Man City train is coming. Let's build that up to either see if they go through all the way or they're going to f- crash and burn. Yeah, which they don't have good to one. Right. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, there was some other... Uh, Fun games over the weekend. Uh, I did want to give some credit to Luton. Yo, eight mm-hmm. goals in two games. Mm-hmm. They thrashed Brighton midweek, man. And then they came back against Newcastle. Uh, the, where did this come from? Survival instinct, man. That's all I got to say. So that they were going to get relegated and kicked up. I don't. I don't think they were playing with fear. That's their thing, you know. No back mm-hmm. against the wall kind of thing. I think they were just going for it. And, you know, the results just came their way. But I saw the Newcastle game. The number seven, his name keeps slipping me. And Adebayo, the number eleven, they they terrorized Newcastle's right wing. On on the right hand side of on the right hand side of their their at going forward, they terrorized. They terrorized the left back. I'm telling you, they just couldn't handle him. They couldn't handle him. Uh, the physicality. That game was an open game as well. I was that, was, that game was just fire. Four four. Luton should have won that game because they was they were four two up. Um, but a brilliant, brilliant cross into the back, uh, into the onto the back post, and Trippier just kind of caressed it in, made it four oh, three. That, that was a beautiful finish, and I. F- it slips me who got the equalizing goal. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, Harvey Barnes. Uh, Harvey Barnes with a wicked curler because um mm-hmm. the ball was lost um in the middle of the park uh, with a wicked curler from from yards out. So it was a really good game, really, really, really good game. But bro, you know, Everton also brought it back at the at the death of the at the death with uh, Jared uh, Brathway. Mm-hmm. Brought it back two two against Spurs. Yes. Oh, you you were definitely tearing that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, barely. Like, I, honestly, I'm not even worried about this at that point. Like, I'm too depressed. <laughs> 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 like, this is how bad things are when I'm not even rolling Spurs that hard. Yeah. <laughs> Some other uh, good watches were Newcastle. They actually beat Aston Villa for the first time at home this season. And, mm-hmm. like, I think their run stretched to last season, too. It was, like, almost 30, 30 games, I want to say, at home they were unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Something crazy like that. Uh, and then Villa turns up. They get five zero over Sheffield United. They mm-hmm. they turn up. Same thing with Brighton. They got over Crystal Palace four one. Mm-hmm. Uh, some pretty Not cool results this. there. Uh, and then uh, Man United back to back wins. Kobe Mino, bro. Yep, yep. Kobe Mino, man. 
He's looking like he's that center baller. midfielder. I his like own. him a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a baller, and Garnacho looks like he's that guy. I hate that. He's that young guy, Garnacho. Garnacho's mm-hmm. doing it. Hoyland's starting to get on the score sheet more regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little the, bit. The only thing is that's missing from them is Rashford. Uh, he scored. Nah, he, he scored sc- last game. He, he's coming yeah. a little bad. He's mm-hmm. coming a little bad. <laughs> I, I saw him today in, in uh, against West Ham. It just seems like he's struggling to like either find space or to shoot. Mm-hmm. There's something going on with him where it's like the last season Rashford, I'm pretty sure he would have scored today. Mm-hmm. Is there, do you guys think there's something more to this? I think he's done with Ted Hag, but um, it's it's a bit a uh, it's a difficult one because Rashford has had disciplinary problems. Uh, like he was left out the squad in the cup game. He came back in the next game. He scored the next game. I know he's yeah. he, like you said, he dropped a stinker. So I don't know what to tell you, man. I think it's just it's just wash it. I think United would be better off without Rashford. Get a player that's consistent and that you can build that like you can build with or around and go with. It's 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 a type of I get the vibe from Rashford like okay, if I'm not feeling the coach, if I'm not feeling the season, I'm just down tools. And when I say down tools, I don't mean like oh he's not gonna play. He's gonna play. He scores. Uh, he'll score his goals, but he's not gonna have the output like he did last season. Uh, the one thing like with Ten Hag, like he has this like discipline uh, disciplinary. Um, mm-hmm method that he's doing you know he ousted Sancho out of there and then Rashford found himself in a club midweek and Twice. then somehow yeah it's like he's and then he's starting I just don't understand that well, is that he just not trying to create more friction yeah. apparently Sancho went public and he didn't and some difference like that pretty much like if all the details don't leak I guess then you're cool to me that's I to me to me I call bullshit I call bullshit because I Tenna kept doing this to Sancho. Because um, remember, they, they, they sent him to Ajax. Don't forget, sent him all the way to Ajax. Didn't like how he trained. This, that, and the third. Rashford didn't even show up. And just because he apologized and dealt to the internally, you treat him differently now. I, I think, yeah, I he, think he just viewed him as United star boy, and that's it. And he wants to mend it because he's United star boy. That's all. That's genuinely what I believe. I can't bullshit on that. But I mean, thing is, he did it. He took like it's not like he didn't like exile Ronaldo either. Like I exactly. feel like if it, I feel he like fell out with our line, then he will not tolerate that. Even if you are the star boy, yeah. it probably wasn't like that big a deal. But he still needed to make a thing about it because he just like got to be even across the board type bull. Exactly, and that's it. But he fell out with Varane. And he, mm-hmm. there's there was unrest in the dressing room. I I genuinely I, I call bullshit, bro. He just, he's I just, don't believe he that. seems like a very stubborn person. I feel like because he, he clearly causes disagreements across amongst his players and things like that, and they clearly don't agree all the times with his tactics and all that kind of stuff. It, it like, definitely does feel like there is a divide in the dressing room over him, and mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. you can see it trickling down onto the field. A lot of times, a lot of their games, they look a little bit disjointed. Luckily for them, they are getting the results. So it's like it does seem like Ten Hag is kind of holding it together with the squad. Yeah, but like and if they um, don't make top four, do you think his job's in jeopardy? Yeah, no, man, him gone, man, him gone. He's gone like yesterday, bro. Him gone. I tell you that. Who <laughs> <laughs> the new? I think they might. I think they're just giving him until the end of the season to see if there's anything to salvage to continue. But him gone, man, done. To me, him done. Bro, what's it going to take for just Sir Alex Ferguson to just get up and be like, I got to take the reins again? <laughs> he's, like, he's, been watching this he's too old, bro. He's too old. You'll put him on his desk. He's been watching it since he's been out. Like, yo, I've been in pain. Like, when could I ever watch my team win again? <laughs> Man, they done, brother. Man, they gone. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Man, so I think Javier's still partying today, you know, after today's result. I kind of mm. wish he was here for this one, but we got to talk about it. Arsenal, hold Liverpool. On, hold on, hold on. Oh, what do what are we holding on for? Burnley and uh, Fulham. <laughs> Burnley. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. Fulham. Okay, all right. All right. You I, 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 why can I ask you a question? Why are you saving the demolition of Chelsea for last, bro? Like was, you, we got destroyed by Liverpool, point. and we got no, no, manhandled no. by 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 Wolves. Why why do you want to gloat before you before you slap us in our faces? Why do you hate us, bro? It was actually your guys' request to save Chelsea for last. 
Nah, it was Andrew, not me. I want to get this over with, bro. See me here in my hoodie. I just want to go online and cry. Leave me alone. But you guys were bringing it up early that like I was downplaying the Arsenal result. You were. You were. Oh, boy. You guys, one, the win against Nottingham Forest was a brilliant win. Until the end, and of course, we just can see these like stupid goals, man. If, if we could have had two clean sheets today, oh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, two clean sheets uh, with them. Bro, if your problems is having clean sheets, you're you're in a good spot because you're at least getting the three points, and that's really really super important. The crazy, the crazy thing is, Saliba and Gabriel, they've been phenomenal. They've been phenomenal. Yo, Gabriel suspect, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch him, he makes an error. And I watched him today, and guess what? You're talking about Gabriel. Freaking Zinchenko, bro. Stop playing this, man. He, go, had, he had a decent game today. He go and good. get Tamiyasu back. Zinchenko, sell on the game, brother. You man, man go sell on the game. I'm going to continue selling Arsenal's game until the end of the season. Until it comes back to bite y'all in your asses. And you're going to say, Javon, you should have listened. You should have sold this man. <laughs> Zinchenko is your no, problem. I don't think he deserves to leave. I, th- I think he's actually a good fit at Arsenal, but in the center mid. Uh, like I said, I think he had a good game today. The whole squad, for the most part, I don't. Besides Kai Havertz, I didn't find much of a fault mm-hmm. in the squad. Like, everyone, they played pretty good. Uh, maybe Saka uh, could have done a little bit more with some of his chances. But I'll tell you what, when, when he scored, it lifted a little bit of the pressure. Then, mm-hmm. I, 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 like I said, I thought we controlled the game well. I don't think we, f- like, full-on dominated. Bro, y'all dominated Liverpool. I'll, you, you're afraid to we say just, it. I'll say it for you. Very, very y'all dominated Liverpool. That first half... Where Liverpool couldn't get out, stop, bro, stop capping. If it was me and I was Chelsea, oh, y'all would hate me. Y'all would hate me. <laughs> y'all would hate me. Y'all dominated them like they were a mid-table side. Yeah, yeah, like, call it what it is, bro. We flustered them. I, I, no, I flustered is an understatement, Ryan. We didn't get flustered no, is comprehensive. It's fairly comprehensive. Yeah, bro, bro, just call it what it is, bro. Like, literally, literally, they they had a goal, but they had no shots on target. That In the fr- what do you? That, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was a crazy stat. Bro, think about it. Think about it. All right, all right, all right. What's the difference between the Chelsea game and how Liverpool dealt with us versus how you won? Um, Versus how you dealt with Liverpool in the first half. Oh, the first oh, halves were identical from the dominating team. And if easy. everyone... What? Oh, no, no, no. You said the difference. I know the one difference right away. And if, ev- and if everyone can say Chelsea were dominated, I'm allowed to say Liverpool were dominated in that first half. No, no, no. Like I said, to your point, I thought I thought we were great against them. I, I'm, I, don't, I won't go as far to say it's like, oh, we manhandled to, be fair. to a certain degree. Uh, I thought... We were lacking a little bit in our finishing, as you, per usual. Uh, like some of our, you saw some of the goals. Saka's goal, it was a deflected shot, open goal. Martinelli screw up between two, uh, the goal and the defender goal. Trussard, think of beauty, man. He was by himself. That was beautiful, between bro. Between his legs, yeah. yeah. He, I'll he, take that. He was in on goal, and he's like, "No one's coming. All right, I'm, I'm gonna just do this myself." <laughs> Allison left that wide open for him, right through I, the legs, bro. Yeah, that was a great goal. Capped off the match. Um, you know, and then same thing with the Forest game. You know, I think we're controlling the games a lot better than we were last season. We're a little bit more pragmatic in the way we approach it. Teams are appearing more in the lower block, and it, it feels like it's harder to def- to break down now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're more suspect on the counter, and that's where the stupid goals or the mistakes come. That's where, like, where I'm at with this Arsenal squad. I, I do think that the title race is on now for us. Most definitely. You're only two points behind Liverpool and City play tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah you, you guys got it. You guys you guys have a really... And I think you guys have a good run coming up, too. So, you guys could really... decent run, yes. You guys could really string some results together and stamp your authority on this league to say, hey, they rode us off, but we're back. We're coming back, and we're coming back stronger. But yeah. I want to circle back on one point, though. And it's really on Fred Alexander-Arnold, how, like, suspect he is at defender. Like, imagine, like, Modric versus Fred Alexander-Arnold versus Connor Bradley would make a huge... Like, it, I already see that making a huge difference already. Yep, yep. It wouldn't change something in terms of our result, but it would give us a more spark. But, like... Do you think Klopp could have restructured with... Because he didn't have Salah, right? And it does seem like they're struggling a little bit without him. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe he could have structured this team to like maybe uh, like a four four two and put him at as a right mid and have like Joe Gomez behind him or mid- keep him more in the midfield? I-, I feel like he shines more when he's like a midfielder, a midfielder and he yes. goes out white. Connor Bradley is no? a better defender than Arnold, and the reason why Connor Bradley Connor Bradley wasn't there today is because his his father passed away. I honestly would have just started with, uh, Gomez at right back. Right. I do not trust Arnold and Zinchenko as fullbacks. Because people keep forgetting your main job as a fullback is to defend. You are a defender. Mm-hmm. Defender first, that's true. Yes, you should Yes, you should go forward, but your primary object, object is, objective is to defend. If you're a fullback and you can't defend, you're not a fullback. You're a, defender. You're a midfielder. Yeah, and literally if you're not getting the goal contribution that game, then you're already a detriment to your team. Essentially. So exactly, you're a passenger. Literally every game. You're a liver. You're you're a Havertz. You're you're a Ryan Sterling when he does the produces. Like I could go on and on. I want to give a shout out to Jorginho. I roasted this man when he played for Chelsea. I I beat him down, but shout out to Jorginho, man. Shout out to Jorginho. To, to your point, Andrew, I don't think like if we start him every week, obviously he won't be doing this every yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he has the legs for it, but I'll tell you what. Today, him, Rice, they were Boston. They were cleaning up, and he allowed Rice to go forward uh, when he could. Even uh, even then, like he was a good pendulum. He, was, he Anytime he got the ball, he just continued to play. He didn't hold on Thank to you. it as much. He just continued. And the thing is about your team is that Jorginho's really good at just getting the ball to the right person to advance the play. And like thing is, towards any to anyone he advances the ball to, it's like a trans, it's like a very integral and transformational player. Like Progressive. He, if he advances it to Saka, he's gonna do something. If he advances to Martinelli, he's gonna do something. If he advances to Odegaard, he'll do something. If he advances to Rice, he's gonna do something. It's like any time he'll pass it up to somebody, it's something. Something's always gonna trigger essentially. So it's like. You're essentially optimizing him, which is really like y'all using him really well. And to credit credit to Arteta, I think today he had a his game plan. It worked out to perfection. Uh, a little hiccup here and there, but it was a good game. Uh, now uh, this is what we all been waiting for. Chelsea, what the hell is going on with you guys? We suck. What do you want me to tell you? We are Trump. You know, you Andrew, I'm gonna have you go first. We are a twenty-three side. You take Ben Chilwell out. You take Sterling out. You take Thiago Silva out. We are a U twenty-two side, literally. That is that is our problem. And a U twenty-two side, you cannot build any consistency because every one of those players is going to have a lot. So you can never actually practice even building the play up all the way and practicing in different scenarios because you never even can get into them to consistently. Someone's always making some kind of error. Someone's always spacing out because these are all young players. And who strategizes this from the beginning? The owners. They just try to play venture capital with players and just think that they're going to pop off somehow when there's no experience and nobody on the team to actually teach them how to actually operate in these roles. We have no experienced midfielders on our team. This, this goes, is a problem. This goes back to when um, I was going in on Manchester United. Um, Last season on our podcast, or the season before, before Ten Hag came in, it's the same thing we're seeing here with Chelsea, and I can't be biased. We want, we want to, we want to build a team that's young enough, that's young, but are are, are going to give us Madrid levels of football or City level of football. No, that's not that's, how it works. Yeah, that's not. That's how not how it works. It works by having a team of first team players. And then going out and getting your young players mm-hmm. on the right wing. And you can go through position for position. The only position I'm not going to criticize is the goalkeeper because Petrovic, thank God for Petrovic. That was a bargain. That was a bargain. And the, the only players I'll excuse is Petrovic, Malagusto, and not even Cole Palmer because he misses, he misses chances. The only reason why he gets a pass is because he converts. Yeah. The, 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 he converts more than he misses. And Kuku so far, I will say I'm, that that is so I'm far. Not, I'm not, no, like, he's been injury prone. That's the only thing why I would say no, is that if you, the injury is going against him, I would say no. Exactly. But like for what he's done on the pitch, for as little as he's been on the pitch, I'll give it to him. Like yeah. He's had like under like 
270 minutes and two goals, fine. Okay. Okay. So let me get let me get into this, right? We have three wingers, two spots. None of our wingers are first team wingers. And then I want to hear Sterling. It's too, Sterling belongs aside the inconsistent wingers because he's inconsistent. It's not like Sterling is dropping an average of 7 or an 8 out of 10 and, we're, and the rest of the team is trash so we keep losing. No, you, Sterling. You think it's a byproduct of the team not performing because I feel like even like if when the team starts to perform a little bit better, you see the better Sterling. And you're okay, proving but... my point. What you say there, you're proving my point. That's not a first. That's not a first team winger. A winger, a first team winger, to me, is a winger like Vinicius Jr., right? He's yeah, going well, to give that's, you... That's a world class at that point. Yeah. All right. All right. Sterling, let's, let's, Sterling, all right, right. Let, let, let. was brought in under Tuchel to be an established, experienced team. He was not brought in to lead a group of youngsters out and be like their champion. And, he okay. cannot do that, and yet we gave him the wages to do so. Okay, so let me land. Let me land. Because what I'm saying is tie, will tie back to what you're saying. When I say first-team players, I mean first-team players. Look back in the day, we had a Eden Hazard. If we had a player like a Eden Hazard, then I can see Mahalo Margic coming in to take over the reins when he goes. Get it? This level, this level of class, this level of talent... Are this level of class, this level of talent, but inexperience is down here. You keep Hazard, build him up to at least here, sell Hazard, then you have enough to take over. Here, on the right wing, William, here. Madueke, talent, here, same level. Knowledge, experience, down here. You build him up to, you build him up to here. William can go, then he takes over. You don't start with talent here. A knowledge level based down here and expect them to follow. That's not how he goes. Who are they going to learn from? And it's not like, and it's not like you completely, it's not like a club where you can completely rip up the project. It's not like a club you can completely rip up the project and say, okay, we know the route we take. We know what we did. This is what it is. Just give them a run of games, whether they do well or whether they do bad. We're just going to have, have to accept it until they can get some form of consistency and knowledge and experience going forward. This is Chelsea Football Club. We ain't, we don't got time for that. The fan base, the expectation, it's not that type of club. You can get away with this at a Brighton. You can get away with this at even a freaking West Ham to some extent. Right? But you cannot get away with this as... Uh, a top club like Chelsea, and that is the problem. And that that the, those issues I gave you is in every single position, defensive positions, the same thing. We got young players in defensive positions. Some of the goals that we give up are silly goals from lacking, um, from turning off, um, lack of focus, all of that, all of that stuff. And yes, Pochettino has to take some blame because he did play players, he does play players out of position. The tactical setup is wrong, but. Even when the tactical setup is right, I still see us doing dumb stuff, such as you're dribbling, you're holding on to the ball too long. Mudrick gets the ball, he tries to, um, he always tries to do a one-two. Today I saw him do. Today, Chukumeka that one-two to Chukumeka, and he, he wasn't even over there. He wasn't even exactly Chukumeka. Chukumeka fires the ball into him. He he. You know when you're playing, um, you know when you're playing individual play. They weren't playing like a team. Very exactly. Scattered. On my point with Magic, you know when you're playing Rondo. Mm-hmm. You know when you're playing Rondo, or when you're just warming up before you play a game and you're just mm-hmm. passing the ball in a circle. Shukumeka fires the ball after him, and his instinct is not to hold the ball up and wait until he makes a run to lay it off in his path. Is to just cushion the ball and play it back to him, and he's not even making a run. You see what I'm saying? There's no cohesivity and there's no um, actual patterns of play, not with the squad, but with individuals within that team. Perfect example. Uh, let me try and bring this. The left wing and the left back. A proper partnership between a left wing and a left back is the left back gets the ball, looks for the left winger or, the, or whoever's on the left side in that midfield, plays it there and then expects the winger to make certain runs. Whether he's going to lob it over the top, 
into the winger's path and the winger comes short, takes a touch, plays it into midfield and makes a run so the left midfielder can then play it over to him. There's and that does not carry across the field within the entirety of the game. It's it's driving me up a wall. And how do you put on Mudrick and not Madiweke in this game is beyond me. Madiweke has more ball intelligence than Mudrick at this level as we speak. He cause I know some people say I'm a Madiweke fan, but watch him play. At least he can take on defenders. He doesn't need to combine with people to take on defenders. What my issue with him is his final product. At least we're already losing. At least have him cross have it done the left right hand side. I love Palmer, but Palmer is better as a 10 because he gives us nothing done that right-hand side when you need to actually take on players because he even, even him, he's he looking to combine. He, he's looking to combine. You need someone who's not going to combine on the wing in the latter stages of the game because Sterling is taking on people but dribbling into a fucking wall. I did want to touch up on a couple of arguing points to what you guys said. Uh, you guys did mention, yeah, this is a younger squad. Right and Chelsea, yeah, with Pochettino's uh, first season, so there's like I feel like a melding. You know, it's not gonna come right away. Not with the young squad, because if you look at it, if you look at Arsenal's perspective, last season we had one of the youngest squads, and the way we were competing, out of nowhere, yeah, I get it. But at the end of the day, they racked up almost 90 points, right? And this, and I'm telling you, young squad across the board. Our oldest player, I think, was Shaka. So then, this is his fourth year in. How much time would you consider giving Poch to even attempt to get to that? To where, like, you know, to get to that standards of Champions League football. So, so for me, it's not, like, about the amount of time Poch is given. It's about actually seeing progress over a, course of, over a period of time. Because while I can say we're definitively better at scoring than last year, I don't think we've gotten better defensively at all. And also, throughout the period from when Potts started coaching to now, there's been too little improvement, if any at all, that's been noticeable. And that's the issue. There's been no real patterns of play that have been developed. I thought there might have been some when we had the 0-0 against uh, Aston Villa in that big cup. There was actual patterns of play that was actually being built during that game. But clearly, that was, that was a fluke. That was another fluke, just like we've been having since pretty much we sacked Tuchel where we can have little, little runs where we do play well, looks like things are turning around, but then we clearly digress and we go and we get sent back to reality and realize, yeah, we're not a team. We can't actually play like this. We just get lucky because we're talented and sometimes put things together. And, it's, and it shows how talented the team is, the fact that you can bullshit their way this hard and get some results. But, like, there's no consistency to anything that we're doing. There's nothing that we can actually take and repeat constantly and consistently we haven't been able to do it for more than three games straight probably for the past two years almost you, you guys did come off of problem. a three-game winning run in the premier league so here's my thing <laughs> before the liverpool so here's my thing we scored the same amount of goals we did last season and we're the same no. well we were the same we were the same place no, we, definitely, no, we scored more last goals season. This season across all competitions we scored more goals this season yes uh, which is what i'm saying potch is only Positive. Or the only thing past change is that we create more chances, but we're worth. But we're. Here's the caveat: we're worth. This, we're worth defensively. So what's the point? Matters and if we're, Thiago Silva does. I, leave, I think if we're he might stay necessarily. Pardon? Because I'm. The, I don't know if we're worth. Oh no, 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 I checked the stat. We're worth We're hundred percent worth defensively. Last season we're losing yeah. is we were losing one nil. The, the stupid one nils, stupid two nils. Uh, we got the the twice. With concession, we lost four goals away and at home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not good enough, bro. And I can't even blame. Let me circle back to your point first. Your point is how much time we, we give Pochettino. I want him gone, bro. You yeah. know why? You know why? In the beginning of the season, you were all for him. You were like, this is yeah, the guy I... that could take a young squad. But who in the market no. makes it worth it to even do it? Let me finish. Let me finish. I want him gone because he doesn't have a backbone in the sense that, okay, I I don't want him gone 
because of the, the football he's playing, because I don't think anyone is going to come in and change that. Unless the policy changes with the board, we're going to have the same things. Yes, maybe a Hansi Flick or um, Mauricio Sarri could get more out of these players. You but guess you would want Sarri back. I still don't see what was the bad thing with Sarri. I don't see what was what was the bad bad thing with sorry, but hey, no. let me let me just the let issue. me let me just you know let me just um say this. Whatever, what whichever coach you bring in is still gonna be the same thing. I don't think there's a coach out there that can squeeze more of what we're seeing. Maybe Hansi Flick, but the and the reason why I'm saying Hansi Flick, he would prioritize the system versus who he has. And there's a couple of players that could fit his system because they're young. You understand? Um. Pochettino in press conferences doesn't say, I he doesn't have a backbone to say, okay, he doesn't call up players if you get what I'm saying. He doesn't say, Madueke shit, Mudrik shit, Sterling, un, absolutely unacceptable for an established footballer. At this point, we should have been seeing this. You understand? Yeah. Um, Calling out these players for what it is so that they can um properly get sorted. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. In all honesty, I wasn't expecting much from Chelsea this season. Not with the squad that you guys have. It, for it to be gelled in that amount of time, it's unrealistic. You know, the, you guys. I'm not gonna say that you guys are like competitive to like to the point of like trying to go for Europe, but you guys are competitive in the point to where, you know, it, you do cause you guys can cause like the bigger teams some headaches. But like every now and then, you but you've seen us for the past since uh, since last January, let's say when we actually brought in the bulk of these players to come in and sell and all that, like the key ones, right? We haven't gotten significantly better during that year time span. It's been an entire year of these players getting to know each other and be able to play together, and yet they're still just as disjointed as when they were first playing together back during that time period, and that's really the issue. It's not even like they've gotten some things together and we're running into new problems that are still holding us back from results and things like that. We're still dealing with the same problems. That's really the, and that's probably the most annoying part about all this is that we're dealing with the same problems that we've been dealing with for the entire two year time span. We haven't even moved, moved on to different, dealing with different problems. Are you with Jovantas, like where it's the coach or do you think it's more players? It's more the ownership in the hand that they've, in what they've created here in terms of the squad, because they're the ones that gutted the squad from our Champions League winning squad from the year before and created this abomination of young players. So like, they're, they're the ones that gutted and created this and they didn't do it with that, with a particular coach in mind, clearly. So like that, that so just expecting like a coach to come in and magically put something together. No, that's not going to happen. The only thing that can happen is someone studies the job while someone like Potter, Graham Potter was in the job before, and they're just studying it. Like when we were interviewing um, the guy that took over PSG, he had like a, he had like so much research done on every player because that's what would probably be needed because no one probably would have ever wanted to put this particular group of players together. No coach would ever want to have done that, and that's the issue. We should have had, picked the coach went coach first, trusted them to build something. Once that thing was, and let them primarily drive the recruitment from that point onwards. So that way we at least have a team that's built and can do something and be at like a guaranteed top eight team at least. And then at that point, you can tinker, add the new players, get those niche signings that you need to actually make it like a world class team. Cause right now we're, we're right now we're close to the relegation to top, like competing for the top, top European spots. So like, like where, where are we? What are we doing? Yeah. It, 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 it is a stagnation that you guys are dealing with. Um, as much as I'd love to go all night with Chelsea with you guys, we do got to wrap things up here. Uh, you guys do face Villa in the FA Cup replay. You guys, how do you guys feel? I feel terribly about it, but I have, we have to win. I, I need to, We need to stay in the cup competitions to like have any kind of like morale or any kind of like willingness to look forward to anything especially before we play Liverpool again in the final we need to get some some momentum under us we need yes. to be able to play in that we need to be able to at least approach that final with confidence that's all I want at this point is just to have 
the results lead up to it that let us play in that final with confidence. I don't want to go into that final off of a loss. Sorry about that, guys. piece of form. No, Sorry about that. As my camera battery died. <laughs> Technical difficulties. No, he heard he heard about Chelsea and gave up, committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame it. So, um, just to, just a, a quick point, and um, um, what Andrew was saying there, not to bring it back to Chelsea, but until the board decides to say, okay. The board would have to come out and make some form of st- statement to say, hey, they, they're going to rectify this as to why they're sticking with Pochettino. Until they do that, the the fans started to turn because at halftime, the booze around the stadium started to echo. So the fans are going to call in for Pochettino's head going forward. So what do we do from here on? We're stuck in a, we're stuck in a vicious loop. Yeah. yeah, like I said, that stagnation, man. It's it, it is tough, you know. At one point, Arteta was dealing with that too, when I remember, when he was running into issues, finishing eighth place successively. Uh, all you could do is just try to hope the results come your way, and you guys got to look to beat Villa, and if not, look to beat Liverpool at the end of the month. Yeah, a cup final is a one-off. A cup final is a one-off, so we can try and win that. I mean, go if it's even to go in and do what Manchester United did at Liverpool, go in, defense, part the going, part part the bus, not even part the bus, not even start the bus. The bus is just there, right? And then have like one person up front try to get a goal or take it to penalties. <laughs> That's the only way I can see us winning that game. Bruh, they played Trent Alexander all the Modric's up against them. I can see it now. I can see it now. Him and, him, and, him and Jackson can actually link up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, when Jackson came on today, him and Madrid link up. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. they're, the only, they're probably the only two players that have built up some like decent amount of chemistry. That isn't like purely talent-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's not take it back to, to Chelsea because Ryan said we had to yeah. wrap up. So. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's end our misery. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quickly, just wanted to touch up on the transfers or the lack thereof, this transfer window. Um, to be honest, the only big news of this transfer window is Mbappe supposedly going to Real Madrid. Uh, we'll take we'll that see. Salt. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, I could, you know, maybe Real Madrid might be a little bit salty on not getting him the last couple seasons, and they might just go for Holland. He's like, say, screw you, Mbappe. You know, we rolled out the red carpet and you left us hanging. Mhm. Mhm. Any any surprises with that with Mbappe? Or you guys think he'll be at Madrid? I mean, if he goes at, at the end of his contract on a free, then I mean, I I believe it because I mean, running it like any kind of plan to run it down is like a favor to Real Madrid. Yeah. Even if you turn down contract offers, as long as they're not paying a fee for you. Yeah, and the bonus sending fee is going to be stupendous. Yeah, my seventy um, mil is on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the only thing I'll say is. Mbappe after this season will do would try everything his power in his power to do whatever he can for PSG, and he did it. He did his best. I think, in hindsight, this is the way to go. You did everything you could. You're leaving on a free. It is what it is. You know. He's gonna want a Champions League this year, but I don't think it's coming. No, 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 uh-uh. nope. We should have signed Enrique. The name of the Chelsea guy is Enrique that did the research <laughs> that Chelsea said no to. Boy, boy, nah, he's stupid. like 60 mil, though. It's been ridiculous. Okay, and <laughs> Not much really going on with other transfers. I think maybe what was it? Werner going in for Spurs. Timo Werner. Gio Reyna's at Nottingham Forest. He's there to stink up the joint, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's been quiet. This yeah, this has been the lowest spending transfer window for Premier League teams in the past couple of yeah, years. Yeah, the FFP coming through. You mm-hmm. know. We might no, be in a, we might be in trouble. We might be in trouble. We might not. We'll we're see. all in trouble, man. <laughs> we all overspend in the summer. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, fellas. Good episode here. Uh, like I said, we got Villa. Chelsea coming up midweek, and then a host of Premier League games next week, and then we'll cover Champions League next week. Oh, I can't wait to get into Champions League. Oh, oh, it's God, been I'm, a long I'm time. Jovan, <laughs> if you could do the pleasure, play us out, please. I'm okay. Ryan, guys. I'm with Andrew. Jovan, thank you, guys. 
And thank you guys for joining us on the Final Whistle Podcast. Please remember to follow us on our social media. We're now on YouTube. So go check us out. If my camera didn't die, you'd see my smiling face. Catch you guys on the flip. Peace.